are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Spartans Nation. How on earth are you guys doing? And gals, excuse me. Uh, hey, hope everyone's having a fantastic start to their week. Thank you so much for starting your week with me. That's right. I'm your host, Matt Sheehan of Locked on Spartans. I hope you would know that by now. But hey, if you don't, this is Locked on Spartans. We do this five days a week here in the Locked on Cast Network, whether it be on your favorite podcast service or right here on YouTube Thank you so much for giving us a listen here, especially in the offseason. Really do appreciate that, guys. Uh, please rate, review, and subscribe, whether that's on your podcast platform, on YouTube. And if you have any questions, comments, you just want to yell at me, uh, you have uh, advice for home decor in this office that I have with all my knickknacks behind me, LockdownSpartans at gmail.com is the place to find me. Um, hey, again, hope you're all having a great start to your week and are coming off of a great weekend. I had an awesome weekend, got to golf today, um, but you know what? There's a much cooler guy that got to golf t- uh, over the weekend. His name's James Pyatt. Uh, we'll get to him in a hot second because we're just going to fly around uh, just, you know, the, the the air of East Lansing and see what happened in Spartan country over the weekend. Uh, you know, I got to say, like, n- nothing too earth-shattering. Uh, Joey Hauser is back on campus we are awaiting his decision. That's probably the decision or the biggest news that we are all waiting on in MSU country right now. Uh, so he'll be talking with the coaching staff. He gave that soundbite last week that his brother says that he thinks he should come back for another year. He did have a great end to his season at Michigan State. So stand by for that one. That decision could be coming anywhere between right now, this very second, or I mean, even like a few weeks down the line. So uh, keep it tuned to that one. We also got a lot of excitement coming up this week in football. We have the spring. We'll call it the spring game, even though it's not going to be a game at all. It's going to just be an open practice for everyone and for Big Ten Network to roll their cameras during. Um, but still definitely going to be a big event on campus this week. You know, of course, for the players as we you know, tune up for another great Michigan State football season, but also for recruiting. Uh, yeah, there's so many names that I'm not even going to start getting into all of them because, uh, yeah. It's an overwhelming list, and we will hopefully be getting into it later on this week. Uh, one of the fine reporters, 24-7 Sports, I'll reach out to one of the many guys that does great work over there and see if they want to hop on the show. Um, I'm sure they will. They're always gracious with their time. So uh, sorry, Justin Thin, if I just volunteered you to come on the show without even knowing, but hey, here we have it. Um, so yeah, we got that coming up. We'll have Darian Harris on at some point this week to talk about the spring game. Well, We'll be gearing up for spring game Saturday here. But until then, yeah, what on earth has happened in MSU country over the weekend? Uh, I'm sorry. I got to talk about it again, but we got to talk about golf. We got to talk about MSU senior James Pyatt just wrapped up the Masters. Uh, He did miss the cut. All six amateurs that entered the, the Masters this week did end up missing the cut. He was kind of in the middle of the pack amongst the six amateurs. Shot 11 over for the tournament, but... Let's talk about that second round that he had just for a little bit because I know, hey, I get it. If you're not like a golf team that's kind of watched here and there over the Masters or you're a nerd about golf like I am, you might see 11 over and be like, no, it's not that great. Okay, first of all, 
that's incredible. Uh, playing Masters or playing Augusta National from the tips, that's a plus. But also Friday round, his Friday round, shot a two over 74 in some of the craziest conditions that Augusta has seen as far as temperature, wind, all that fun stuff that you get on the golf course. The average score that day was above 74. It was one of the highest averages in quite some time at Augusta National, but James Pyatt shot a 74 shot under the average for the field. And I tweeted this out. And so this might sound familiar if you do follow me on Twitter at Sheehan underscore sports, but hey, James Pyatt shot two over in the second round. Here are some guys that shot higher than two over in the second round. Patrick Cantley, Victor Hovland, Xander Schofley, Jordan Spieth, Daniel Berger, Tony Finau, Gary Woodland, Justin Rose, there are some major in that field. There are just some you automatically know in that field that he that he beat in that second round. So, yeah, 11 over on the tournament. Sure, that's, yeah, that is what it is. But, hey, we're, we're here to push agendas. And he tied Tiger Woods in the second round at the Masters. So, James Pyatt, friend of the program, James Pyatt. That's right. If you want to go back, listen to last Monday's show. He spent some time with us. Um, yeah, just doing the green and white. Very well. Uh, also, in MSU news-ish, we'll call it ish because, you know, it has to do with Tom Izzo, but Tom Izzo making his way through the AAU circuit. And there's one guy that I want to talk about just for a little bit because this recruitment seems to be heating up a smidge. And if I talk about every single guy that MSU ever recruited, like, holy smokes, that 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 would be a lot of airwaves wasted on guys that end up not coming here. But I... I this is a guy to keep our eye on if you want to stay more tuned with recruiting or want to, yeah, this is exactly that, to stay in tune with recruiting. And that would be Xavier Booker. That is going to be a very fascinating name to follow here. I put that on the same pedestal as Braylon Green, for example. That's another 20, they're both 2023 guys. Braylon Green, he's that wing player, really high rated four star who at Michigan State has put a full court press on. He's showing interest as well, but Braylon Green has kind of cooled off his recruitment during the high school season, all that jazz. But we're here to talk about Xavier Booker, who might be a new-ish name, depending on how in the weeds in recruiting you are. Uh, he is a six foot ten center out of Indiana. I would name every school that is going after him, but literally just pick any school in the Midwest. Uh, you got Illinois, you got Michigan, you got Notre Dame, you got Purdue, and you got our Michigan State Spartans. It seems like whenever Xavier Booker's playing, every state season has ended. Tom Izzo's right there watching this kid play. He is giving Xavier Booker the full attention. So, why? What's with this kid? So, just for a little detail on Xavier Booker, 84th nationally and the number nine rated center in the country, which is, that's a good player. Four-star kid for sure, but 84th nationally getting treated almost like a Five-star player for for Izzo with how much attention he's giving him. I I don't think that 84 rank is going to last longer. This is a kid that is really impressed in the AAU circuit that is going to be shooting up boards here. Because, listen, this left-handed kid, yes, he's lanky. He's 6'10", 205 pounds. But he's very comfortable with the ball in his hands. Like, doesn't shy away from going on a fast break. He has an outside shooting game. Like, he's a pretty decent passer. And, oh, yeah, on top of all that, just like you'd hope for your center, pretty good post game as well. So, again, this would be a 2023 kid. Um, MSU could have 
no issue filling out a class. I don't think they really have to worry about running into a scholarship limitation right now for 2023, depending on who they get in the transfer portal, who comes back and when, like right now, the 2023 class can have up to six kids. Again, let's say they get a three-year transfer player that that'll limit it. So I'm not going to harp too much on scholarships, but right now just take it as this. MSU has room to load up a class with a handful of players. And right now they've already got it started, of course, with Jeremy Fears, that awesome point guard who, by the way, posterized uh, someone, I believe it was on the eyeball circuit over the weekend. Uh, you probably saw the clip floating around Twitter. If you didn't simply search Jeremy Fears and you will see, you'll see the murder that this man committed on the basketball court. But yeah, so the Xavier Booker, we'll get more into it if anything is to happen, but this is, Again, I, I get email a little bit or some tweets like, hey, can you talk more recruiting? Uh, who are some guys we should keep our eye out on? This, this, is, this is one. This is one because, oh, man, it really seems like serious things are going on here because Izzo, God, I swear he's borderline just picking Booker up from his house and driving him to these uh, AAU events because, yeah, something seems to be something there that uh, Izzo is very serious about this, and uh, we need a big man. And I know that it's we got to wait till 2023, but right now, like Marble would be gone by then. It would just be Sissoko. I'm sure they're going to try to get someone out of the transfer portal this offseason and or next offseason, but let's say that doesn't happen. Like, whoo, okay, yeah, we got got to start focusing on big men here. So that's really, yeah, I mean, that's, that, that, that's the fun stuff going around East Lansing. We're going to get to a bunch of mailbag questions here in a hot segment because you guys are just the best and you sent some over because it's the off season. I need help from you guys. Frankly, if I could just be transparent about it and you guys delivered because you guys are the best, but first I need to talk to you fine folks about built bar. That's right. Built bar. Uh, the best protein bar in the world. And yeah, sure. Right here in front of me, it says, say it tastes as good as a candy bar. I'm not going to do that though, because I care about you and I want to shoot you straight. It tastes way better than any candy bar you've ever had. And I'm talking about everything they have to offer, whether it be the Built Puffs. We're talking the first protein-infused marshmallow. Go just try their cinnamony churro Built Puff. Your life will be, I don't want to be extreme, but your life will change. Or if you're more of like the basic Built Bar person, like mint brownie, toffee almond, peanut butter brownie. I just, they always got amazing flavors. The limited time flavors just fly off the shelves like that and well you'll see why they do if you do get some built bar well where do you get these built bars well there go to built.com smash in promo code locked 15 that's also going to save you 15 percent off order one more time gang that's built.com promo code lock 15 for 15 percent off of your built bars and before getting to your mailbag questions, hey, I just want to thank you for making Lockdown Spartans your first listen every single day here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Let's crack open the mailbag on Twitter. It's late Sunday night. I ask, hey, send me your questions because you guys are just the best, most creative question askers out there. And you guys delivered, as always, because that's just simply what you guys do. So if I did not answer your questions, I'm going to try very hard to get to them at some point this week. Uh, because you guys load up the mailbag questions. We're going to start, though, with this. This is from Wide Receiver to Combo Guard. That's his uh, handle on Twitter. I think we see a Keon Coleman fan out there. And he, he says, and I love the honesty right off the top, 
I don't listen to every episode. Thank you for listening to this one, if you are listening to this one. Uh, so I don't know if you ever answered my email or if I ever sent it right, but what's your thoughts on moving bowl games to week zero of the following year and just doing a double buy 14-team playoff similar to the Big Ten tournament? I will say that is fascinating. I will throw the F word around right there. That is a fascinating fascinating scenario set up. However, I'm not a fan of it. I, I I think the bowl games are perfect where they are. And I understand move them up, maybe get some more luster on them because they're kind of losing their shine these days with players opting out. We just saw it in the Peach Bowl, not just with Kenneth Walker missing the game, but also Pitt's quarterback, Kenny Pickett, missing the game. Thank you, by the way, for skipping that game, Mr. Pickett. But I don't have a problem with that. I would rather have guys get bowl games and not play in largely meaningless bowl games in December or January than throwing out teams in week zero and then, like, okay, these guys are avoiding games in December or January to risk injury for their pro careers. I'd rather have that going on than playing guys in week zero and then risking injuries for the whole season. Like, right now... Let's just talk topical right now. MSU's got a spring game coming up. Oh, wait, it's a spring practice. And a lot of that is because that they just don't have the offensive lineman depth right now in the spring to even host a scrimmage between two teams. Or like the secondary, for example, they got some guys coming back from injury. Now that depth will improve a little bit over the offseason, but okay, like Spencer Brown gets rolled up on in a – Late August Peach Bowl? Oh, no, I don't, I don't like how that's how we've just really screwed ourselves here. The second part of that question, though, is getting rid of the bowl games altogether and replacing it with this mega 14-team, you know, Big Ten tournament-style um, event. That sounds fun, but, like, really, now, now it just upsets me because now I think about what happened two years ago in the COVID year, and if there's anything that they got right in the COVID year – it was that whole Big Ten bonanza they had at the end of the season where, yeah, you have your Big Ten championship game, but also do cross-divisional matchups during the day as well. Like, pit the seven seed in the East against the seven seed in the West and then just make it a one-off game. Like, winner doesn't go anywhere. Winner just gets to go online and brag about that game for a little bit. Like, I, I thought that was a really cool event, and I'm a little sad to see that go to the wayside. And yes, would we run into the same issues of players skipping that game to preserve themselves for pros? Like, yeah, of course, but kind of kind of bummed that one away. Like, yeah, championship teams are playing one more game, but I'm sure, you know, the, the Spartans or the Nittany Lions or the Terrapins or the Boilermakers or what have you wouldn't mind playing an extra game before that bowl game as well. So I, I hope that answers your question in a rambling way. Like, no, I, I like bowl games the way they're at. I know it's a problem with kids skipping the games, but like, Hey, I'm still going to watch anyway. Like, I, I got no real issue with it. I'm a sick enough person, but maybe it's because I just have too sick of a relationship with college football, and I do understand the casual fan will maybe not watch because the star player isn't in it. But, yeah, would hate. <laughs> would hate. Would hate. Let's say Jane Reed, blows, uh, Jane Reed blows a knee out, Peach Bowl, late August. Like, no, I'm not having a good time anymore. This is terrible, and no, no, no. No, I'm out. I'm off. I'm off. Thank you for the question, but I'm out. Um, this is from James Pied Enthusiast is what he goes by on Twitter. If you 
you can make an upgrade to Spartan Stadium, what would it be? First of all, I'm just going to scream. Well, I'm not going to scream because my kid in the other room is sleeping right now. Um, sell beer. Sell alcohol. Sell booze. Listen, rip me off for it, too. Charge me $12 for, like, a lukewarm Miller Lite. I'm going to pay it every single time. And, no, I'm not trying to get absolutely whamboozled at Spartan Stadium or Breslin Center. I'm just trying to, like, stave off that hangover that always looms in the third quarter or the fourth quarter. Like, I, And you could probably make some great money. Awesome alcohol sales, too. Like, I, I, I know I'm breaking a lot of news here, but uh, college programs like making money. Let's make some more. Let's get nuts. Charge me $15 for a 12-ounce craft beer in the middle of November. Like, come on. I just, I just want one or two. It's not so much to ask for. Uh, so, anyway, beyond that, because that's the answer I always give, I think uh, Spartan Stadium, here's the dream. Let's say Ishbia is tired of spending money on NIL, tired of spending money on Tucker's contract extension. Let, let's say another billionaire steps in here. I think the dream would be heated benches around Spartan Stadium for the fans. Now, I know that's so soft. And I, I'm a little ashamed to say that because a lot of people talk about how rough the exterior of the east side of the stadium looks. But I kind of like that. It just has that, like, Stone Age or, like, Industrial Age feel to it. But then again, you throw in heated seats into the stadium, and I'm kind of being a hypocrite, but that's what I am sometimes. So, yeah, uh, make my butt warm for the November games. Uh, I want more elaborate touchdown uh, just celebrations, I guess. Like I want fireworks, like bring back the chariot, uh, like the, the horse pulled chariot back onto the field, uh, just, or like money falling from the sky would be pretty cool. Uh, I don't know, like, like an elephant. Well, I don't know how it makes sense, but like, yeah, just more elaborate touchdown, uh, celebrations. And then last but not least, like, I feel like I can never just get a good slice of pizza at Spartan stadium. So I, yeah, just, pizza house come in or i don't know i hey i'm a sucker for little caesars come on in like yeah just rip me off on a seven dollar slice of pizza i would would love to have one of those for breslin center seats for everyone and by what i mean by that is like if you're a plebeian like me and sometimes you sit above the banners in the rafters you're like on the metal benches like just turn those into actual seats come on like i know we're sitting in steerage to say the least, but uh, hey, the least I could do is just have my own seat instead of jockey for bench position. And also, this is my big one for Breslin Center. Bring back the court layout from the mid-2000s. The one was like the basketball at the top of the key, like that funky like state arched font. Like I, I miss it. It's not to say that today's court isn't great. Like I do love the overhead Spartan logo, but man, I just... Just fall in love with the romanticism of the mid-2000s and that basketball at the top of the key. So, yeah, that's that's what I would do right there. Uh, we got some more great questions coming up in a hot second. But first, I mean, I I, I, gotta, I just got to talk to you guys about BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is going to take care of you this upcoming April. Going into May, like, hey, tis the season. NBA playoffs almost here. NHL almost here. They got NFL draft Bets because they're just simply the best. BetOnline.net takes care of you. I mean, just what else can be said about them? We're talking like, I, I mean, I made a bet there for the Oscars. It's great. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, news, including your basketball playoffs and the start of Major League Baseball season. It's all there. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information 
from live betting to playoffs, esports, even more. Like I said, award shows too, like the Oscars. Head to the website today, use a mobile device, learn more about the trends in action. That is at Bet Online, where the game starts. Getting back into your mailbag, and this is from just simply one of the best people out there when it comes to Michigan State. This is Odell Bretham Jr., the hardest working recruiter online in Michigan State country. He tugs at my heartstrings right here. He says, what would you be willing to sacrifice for James Pyatt to win a major in the next few years? I don't want to sacrifice any football or basketball wins. You know, because, listen, James Pyatt's the man, friend of the program. By all accounts, great guy. Love talking to him. He's a, he, he, he's, he's, he's a notch below where MSU football and basketball is in my heart. With that said, with that said, I would sacrifice going to home Michigan State football and basketball games for a year. I think I would do that. That sounds crazy to me, but I think I would do that because I'm just having visions of him putting on the green jacket and I would be in hysterics, and which makes no sense, uh, potentially, because, listen, this isn't like a close personal friend. I, he doesn't really know me that well. I I, I think it would just be so great to see a Michigan State golfer, though. Like, I'm talking about him like he's a family member, how much I'd sacrifice here. Um, But, no, like, I would just be so giddy about, of all schools, Michigan State having someone pull on the green jacket. Like, that would be absolutely bananas to me like in the golf world it's always like the southern schools right like oklahoma state arizona state alabama but like james pied out of big 10 country out of east lansing out of michigan state like yeah i would sacrifice going to home games for an entire year uh i would i would take msu football losing games against the every week that they're favored in so like let's say they're underdogs in like four games this year like i still want them to win those games so we'll call it i would take msu going four and eight against the spread in football season like yeah sure give me the one point win over western michigan that's fine like what hey, a win's a win so i would do that i would suffer heart attacks throughout the entire football season for that um i'd probably let james pyatt drive a golf ball into me while i'm standing 10 feet away i could take pain for the pleasure of an entire fan base or golf program or what have you, depending on how much you care about golf. Um, I'd be willing to get the helmet shuffle run every single game when I do go back to Spartan Stadium. So like for the rest of my life, I just get the helmet shuffle run. Yeah, I'd be willing to do that. And last but not least, and this is the toughest one to write down, but I, I would ban myself from buying 50-50 tickets at Spartan events for the rest of my life. Even though it's probably like actually a really good idea to just stop buying those, but I'm a sucker. Um, I never get even a number matched on my 50-50 tickets, but I'll come crawling back to that kiosk every single time. Uh, we're going to switch up sports actually right now. Not not just golf, not just football, not just basketball. We also do hockey here on the Lockdown Spartans podcast because this comes from Jer Bear. And he doesn't have a question for me. <laughs> he says, no question. Uh, but give me a pep talk heading into a summer where I'll only remember how awful this past puck season was and get me jazzed to care again. Listen, I'm not going to lie to you and like come off as some know-it-all and act like I know everything about hockey because I don't. I, I barely know how like a line shift works. Like That's just crazy to me. What I do know is that Michigan State's in a really bad spot for hockey, though, and that they finish in the dead bottom of the Big Ten standings 
which is not good. But you know what? But a Phoenix has to rise from something. SU is in the ashes right now. They're also the last Big Ten team to win a national title. So, like, listen, we could just pimp that out there. I don't really know what that means in the grand scheme of things, but, like, that's just always fun to say. But right now, MSU can be that Phoenix again. They can rise to national dominance. Will it take some time? Absolutely it will. But I think we could take some solace into realizing that it, it can't get worse than this because it it probably – is as bad as it's ever been for Michigan State hockey, but you got to start somewhere. And listen, the renovations of Monterana, the, the $26 million renovation of Monterana will not hurt. That is going to attract, I imagine, some recruits, if not, maybe some transfers, because that is hot in the streets, not just in college, but also specifically in East Lansing. Maybe Danton Cole has a cup of coffee with Mel Tucker, and he asked Mel, and then he, Mel's not even going to say a word. He's going to point. He's going to point and make a circle motion with his finger and be like, that's the portal, son. Go go get yourself some of the portal. And I think what else helps to MSU hockey is a lot of people don't really know how bad it's gotten because Mel and Tom Izzo are throwing the scent off right now. So I know if you're a diehard Michigan State hockey fan – if you're listening, you care about hockey, you're probably more in tune to it than, than I ever am, admittedly. Mel Tucker and Tom Izzo, though. Yeah, th- you can rebuild your program quietly. You can struggle quietly while you let Mun get built, while you let transfers come in, while you just let the cream rise to the top and the Phoenix rise from the ashes. And then once MSU is good again, hey, we'll be loud about it. I'll be loud about it. I'll become the biggest hockey fan in the entire world once it become good again. But yeah, it's it, nice to it. Two things. One, that hey, that, that this is the basement. You got to know where your basement is. And right now, I think Michigan State's in it. Number two, in the grand scheme of things, like, hey, you could build this quietly. And I hope that helps. If that didn't, I'm so sorry. I tried my very best right there. <laughs> We're going to end this with a question from a friend of the program, Justin Thind. Heavy hitting question right now. He says, if a mafia hitman was after you, how would you fake your death and what country would you relocate to? Now, how I would fake my death, I'm actually going to need Justin Sin's help here or a reporter's help right here that covers Michigan State because this is how I'm going to tackle it. I'm going to need someone. We'll use Justin as an example here to just tweet out like breaking in all caps. Um, Joey Hauser and Connor Hayward beat lowly podcaster Matt Sheehan to a pulp like to death like he's done like he's he's literally a pulp you can't even his face out um the, the morgue won't even accept his body because it doesn't even look like a human anymore they think it's just a pile of trash like we just need Justin to tweet that out and no one's gonna question I think I, like even on the off chance it gets sent to court like I think the jury would just nod their head in agreement and just be like yeah, he probably had it coming. Like, yeah, that, that sounds like an appropriate response from Joey Hauser and Connor Hayward. Like, why why are you why are you wasting my time in jury duty here? Can I please just go home back to my family, my job? Yeah. So listen, I yeah, that would like just be so under the radar and so meaningless for so many people that like I think that's the best way to fake my own death. Now, where am I gonna go to relocate? There's two options here. One, I, I could I could just tool down to 
French Polynesia and not even go to like Bora Bora, like one of the popular islands, but like I'm talking like, and I did look this up, Maupi. That's right. This is like a micro island. Like this, this makes Bora Bora look like Australia in comparison, but just like a small borderline remote French Polynesian island. Like I'll just like rent paddle boats out or something. Or option number two, option number two, I got to live a little still. I just live in plain sight. I just live, I just go to Windsor. I just cross the bridge. I go to Windsor. Hopefully I get Big Ten Network there still. And I maybe like grow a mustache or something. I like that's, that's it. Because it's so crazy that no one would expect it. Buffy Hitman can't be that talented, right? I mean, I, surely. Oh, that's, that's a nice thing to say. On No, I have nothing but respect for them. I'm sure they're great at their jobs. I'm not going to elaborate on that whatsoever. But yeah, I, I don't know. There's something about just going over to Windsor and living in plain sight kind of excites me. Kind of excites me. And I'm a man that likes excitement in my life. That's why we're from Michigan City, because every single year, no matter what, we're guaranteed excitement. So yeah, you know what? No, put me in Windsor. That's right. Right there across the river. That's the end of the show. What a what a road we've taken today here. Again, you guys have awesome mailbag questions. We got a lot more dealing with like recruiting, um, just roster makeup. We're going to get through them all this week. But also, we're going to talk to Darian Harris on Wednesday. We're going to talk with hopefully someone with recruiting uh, from 24-7 Sports. I'll reach out to someone right after I hang up this here video or podcast, whatever you're listening to or, or watching. But hey, until then. Love you all. Thank you so much for starting your week with Locked on Spartans. Your first listen every single day. Now go on and make your second listen NFL Draft. Sorry, Locked on NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy, former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker, bring the NFL Draft life every day with insight and analysis on cultural prospects and NFL front offices. Free and available where you get your podcast. Love you all. Go Green.